Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to continue on in our series, Formation, narrowing in on the image of Christ. Going on your journey today, I'm Cody Leekian, and we are joined here again with Joe Hishma. Back from a restful vacation? It was a good vacation. Went with my family. Oh, good. Time of family is always great. It is. Now, kind of an off-topic question to talk about, but right now, this is like my favorite season. The overcastness, the cool weather. I'm kind of curious, what is your ideal, like, season of the year? Like, when you Um, wake up and you're like, man, I see the image of... Mid-April. Oh, we got a specific month. To mid-June. Okay. Why? I just like... um, I like 75. I like cooler nights. I mm. like, um, yeah, everything coming to life. I love springtime. Mm. Everything coming back. That's right. I also like fall after oh. fly season in Topeka. <laughs> yes. Oh, those flies. <laughs> yes. So mid-August to uh, mid-October, I love that. That's my favorite time to be here. Oh, the leaves are so awesome. Yep. Look at that. There you go. It's, I think the dead of winter is, I don't like shorter days. I don't like uh, yeah. cold, cold weather, even though this is much different than Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I grew up. Yeah. So the snow. great thing about Topeka, even though the weather is so variable, is that it's never going to be the same forever. And oh. that's sometimes how you feel in the upper north area there. Yeah, because five minutes and it's like, wow, it's now sunny and we that's can go right. swimming. And that's it's like right. in five minutes, it'll be cold and snowing. And that's right. That's you never right. know. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for going down there. You, that go. rabbit you hole. now know something about me yeah. that you didn't know before. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting here and we look out the window and I can see uh yep. the overcast guys like, man, this is my jam. And I was like, I wonder what goes is. So <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Well, on a different note, so this week in the daily devotionals, we started out in Genesis chapter one mm-hmm. with us being created in the image of God. And it's my favorite book to say. Habakkuk. Yes. Um, and we continued into Habakkuk. And even though I, you know, say it all funny, like, but like, that was a really good time for me this week in hearing just the, the image of that lifeless idol that we can create. Yeah. It just really helped bring that to life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going on to Romans, seeing the reality of what the happens, like when we put those man-made idols up and how God gives our heart over to that and gives us more of desiring that. Yeah. And then we've got the direction of the message. So finishing up the week with Colossians chapter 3, Yep, that's kind of what you're landing on. So can you give us a little bit of background for that and where we're going? So if you follow that uh, progression, we're created in the image of God. We're we're actually called to reflect the image of God. Humanity walked away from that in Genesis 3. God has restored that back. His first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. Why? Because, And then remember the command, you shall make no graven images, mm. okay? Because he wanted the, his image to be unpolluted by the broken human mind so that everyone through his word could have a clear picture of who he was. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons we don't draw pictures of God because, and he's not Morgan Freeman, <laughs> right? <laughs> because he he's not uh, he doesn't want it confined to just that image. He's so much more than we could ever create. He's the uncreated God. Yeah. So we're called to live that, live in the reality of that, and then reflect that in our lives and in our world. 
And so Paul is saying, through Christ you have been. You now have been given the opportunity to uh, reflect the image of God in Christ through you to the, this world. And that's to change and transform your life, and that's to witness to the world who, who God is and how uh, someone can have a relationship with him. Yeah. And that's picking up on which part of that, because we've been going off of one phrase, so we're now at the in the image of image Christ. Image of Christ, yeah. So we're and almost running out of Colossians three. That's Colossians three. Awesome. That's what yeah. we're picking up. So this week's passage, when we're looking at it, what does it look like about being formed in the image of Christ? What does that teach us when we look at this passage? These Great. seventeen so verses. So it means that your thoughts. It affects your thoughts. It's setting your thoughts on things that are above where Christ is, right? Not just things that are above of the higher things in life and the high life that we can we can kind of create on our own, yeah. but who Christ is, and that means that we look at and we we look at the things of this world as competition to that, and we put those things to death, and we put on the character and the conduct of Christ in our lives. We follow that pattern of life, the life of Christ. He's our standard, and he's the one that we reflect. And we looked at this in our, um, in our time in, in, in the Word this week, is where you can either project your own image or reflect the image of God in Christ. Yeah. We were never meant to project our own image. And if you look at how tiring and exhausting and crushing that can be, mm. we're really meant to reflect. And um, the moon reflects the sun, there is no energy coming from the moon. It's just this object that when the sun hits it, it reflects back to here on Earth. And we have different phases of the moon, but we see it. It's a reflection of the sun in the night for us. Yeah. I didn't think about that analogy, but that's really good. It does nothing but reflects. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and it doesn't even spin. No. So that's, that's the picture we have to have of ourselves. Uh, that we are, we are an object, an instrument of God's grace that He has shined Christ on, and that we reflect Him. And we, the world, sees how pure or impure that reflection is. So, yeah, um, this is a really big topic, and narrowing it down to for the sermon on the weekend, yeah, has got you really making sure that you have a, a clear like message going forward, but mm -hmm. like, what other stuff have you come across this week that, you know, this would be really helpful for understanding the image of Christ or how we can become more like the image of Christ, but like, there's just not that opportunity to share everything. Yeah. You just trace, you just trace this whole concept of the image of God uh, throughout the Old Testament scriptures and into the New Testament scriptures. And you you just see how it's been used and what it looks like and how whenever the image of God is mentioned um, or people formed in the image of God, there's, there's a morality that results from that, right? So how I view people. Are people just object, objects of fate and in my life to either cause me problems or call me, cause me pleasure. If I view that, that's a, that's a very materialistic viewpoint of people. I will really treat people for my own, tend to abuse and exploit people for my own purposes. They'll be in my way, so I'll talk them down. Or they'll be for my pleasure, and I'll use them and exploit them. Yeah. Uh, but for the Bible to come in and say that we've been created and crafted in the image of God, then everyone, whether or not they know and have come to terms with Christ, or believe in Him or following Him even, everyone is created in the image of God with infinite value, pricelessness, and eternity in them. 
that that's a game changer for us. Yeah, that changes so much about the Christian ethic and moral uh, moral uh, you know tenets of our faith. And it changes, it's actually what our country was founded on, was this Judeo-Christian picture of everybody's created in the image of God. Now, we got away from it and brought in slavery. We got away from it and discriminated against people. I mean, we have to come back to that. And even though we disagree within a very divided nation with people who don't look or vote or act like Christians, we still have to treat people and restore that God-given, you know, image-bearer quality of humanity that God has placed on us. Yeah. And it's true. Like, Probably more than you wanted to hear, but we'll develop that more in, as we look at our cultural series that's coming after this one. No, it's good. And it's a good reminder to start with building that foundation so that we have, you know, commonality and understanding like we are all image bearers that's when right. we go to start talking about hard things. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, that's awesome. So for our application questions today, when we're looking at the unlikeness of Christ, it being not who we are, how it destroys life and how it mm-hmm. kills love, how have you seen the unlikeness of Christ play out in your own struggle with sin? Yeah. So a lot a lot of ways. And um, when, when you approach sin as just don't do it, Okay. Yeah, just be good. Yeah, just be good. It's don't easy. don't do it or stop it. This, this is an easy thing to say, and I even think about parenting, right? Oh yeah. When you when your kid is just all over the place and they're on the roller coaster of emotions and obedience and faith, you know, faithfulness, <laughs> it's just there's a lot of foolishness in that. But as a parent, you're to come in there and remind them of who they're at, who they are, and who they're not. Yeah. And that always became a better thing for me in parenting was to know who my kids were. When I saw God working in them and through them, I would always call that out, and we'd always call out character traits that we saw in them that were very unique to them, that we were seeing the world kind of recognize and call out, or friends call that out. We would call that out, and when they deviated from that, we would always say, that's just not who you are. That's a much easier way than, you messed up, okay? Knock it off. Stop it. I mean, those are... (laughs) Those, those are what you're tempted to, but that breeds relationship. And mm. what, what Paul is saying is, for the same reason, you, that's not who you are. You're not of this world anymore. Right. You died. Your life is now hidden with God in Christ. So it's no longer who you are. Secondly, this whole picture of destroying life and killing love, those are, those are relationships, those are quality of life. And you can look at sin as something that keeps me down and that hurts my life. But really, it's all of life that God has given me that it hurts. It hurts relationships that are in my life. It hurts the experience with Christ. Um, it's sin is far more than, you know, the precious moments figure of God with a tear in his eye, you know, crying because you've upset him so much. I mean... Yes, uh, sin offends God. Yes, the Holy Spirit is grieved by sin. But it's not like we behave because it just upsets God. It's we yeah. be, we behave because he has formed us into the image of Christ and he wants to form us into the it's not who we are to be of this world. Yeah. I think of that when I'm thinking about the unlikeness of Christ and my struggle with sin about identifying with that sin of like mm-hmm. that's who I am. I am angry. Yeah. I am jealous. Like it's and then that becomes part of my identity when it's 
not that way. It's my calling is to take like take on the identity of Christ. I'm made in His image, yes. not the image of my sins. Yep. And I think the other thing is is you know those words of anger or malice or bitterness. Those are you know or rage. All those things are what happens, and you have to get beneath that layer. Yeah. Um, to that responsible event that you interpreted or misinterpreted to uh, be be the the root of your anger and yeah. frustration. And it's good, and sometimes a counselor can help you do this, or a close friend can help you just put their finger on, look, I think it's when you, when this happened to you, when you lost your job, when you were fired, or when yeah. your spouse left you, or when your kids no longer obeyed you or had respect for you. This is how you interpreted that, and this is how you responded because of that. That's a good layer of your sin that you can go, wait a minute, that's something that's causing hurt. That's something that's destroying destroying what God wants to build and what Christ wants to reflect through me. Yeah. I mean, that's something really hard, but also really good. Like, when I start mm-hmm. thinking about the areas of anger, like when someone cuts me off, like thinking about that original, like, oh, I'm scared mm-hmm. because I'm not in control. I'm yeah. not letting God be in control and I'm trying to take matters into my own hands and like yeah. working through that and mm-hmm. it just not being as, as simple as I just need to not be angry, be better. That's right. Fix it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so as, as we continue and kind of wrap up here, this next question is, how have you seen the likeness of Christ play out in your walk with Christ? It being that identity of who you are, how mm-hmm. it brings back the life to the brokenness, how it deepens love and how it form, we're formed in the likeness of Christ. Yeah, I think one of those, the key one in that is they deepen love. Because mm. um, you think about the number of people that God places in our lives. Um, I see that firsthand. The number of people God places in front of me to preach to every weekend. The yeah. number of people when I purchase gas or buy my groceries or um, I'm out in my neighborhood. The number of people God place in front of, places in front of me. There are going to be people I have to endure with. And for me to function as a broken man, there also has to be people who endure with me. (laughs) And people who forgive quickly, not wait for everything and all the right conditions and all the right revenge or retribution to happen. Um, We just live better when when we're forgiving and when we're enduring with each other. And so I notice, uh, you know, it could be from my relationship with my wife, who tends to be a very quick forgiver. That's blessed our marriage, and yeah. it's made me a better man. I'm, I hold far less grudges because she forgives me quickly yeah. and has taught me how to forgive like Christ. So that's been really key as I've looked at this is... Um, these are great values, and they're the character and conduct of Christ, but, uh, and they ultimately make me look more like Christ. They form me into the image of Christ. Yeah. But they're hard, and they're difficult. These aren't just thinking good thoughts. These are, these are following and imitating Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about people, like other people being formed in the likeness of Christ and how, like, my love, I need to deepen my love for them. Think about... Mm-hmm twice this week driving and that person cuts me off and it, my initial reaction is the downshift to get up on on them and I'm like that's yeah. not showing them love yeah. that's not I mean they probably don't even notice me and so here I am harboring Cody I'm guessing that happened at a roundabout did it 
That was a stoplight. Oh, it was a stoplight. Okay, it was on Wanamaker, though. Sometimes roundabouts, people don't stop. They just say, you know, I'm moving through. <laughs> roundabouts are a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten one better. There's diamonds now. There's diamonds, really? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's just like, I'm like, how? This Not is getting in more Topeka, though, right? No, it's uh, on the way to Lawrence. Not on the way to Lawrence. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But yeah. So, Joe, as we uh, conclude our time, we uh, pray for the leaders as we yeah. go about this week. So just before I, I go, I just want to talk to you as leaders real quickly. This is uncomfortable for us to do, and it's not always uh, easy. It will be a difficult process to lead your group through in what ways are they feeling unlike Christ and in what ways are they identifying they want more of Christ. Sometimes we can hang out on that other one that, that I want to be more like Christ in this area. But please know it's good for you as a follower of Christ to remind them who they are as Paul does, right? Your chosen ones, holy, beloved. Yeah. That's who you are. And it's good for you to affirm that and to create a space where it's safe for people to confess their sins. That's the church, right? Because yeah. none of us stand on our own. We all stand on the forgiveness of Christ and the grace of Christ. And the love of Christ. And so we have to reflect that, reflect that image of Christ as we gather together and do this. So I'll be praying for that. Let me pray for you right now. Father, thanks for this time. Thank you for your word, which guides us to the truth. And Lord, as our congregation this whole weekend and in community, we look through and kind of identify areas that were not like you. Thank you for graciously calling those out. And thank you for being with us, Spirit. Thank you for... Uh, enlightening us and then calling us back to Christ. Never to do this on our own, never to seek penance or or being good to make up for all of our bad, but forgiving us, no strings attached, forgiving us and calling us back to life. We thank you for that. And may we reflect you in all we do this week. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. That's all we've got for you guys this week. Look forward to seeing you again next week. And with that, have a good week. Take care, everyone.